What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Mindset Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have a very, very special guest, a true Miami icon, and that is Dr. Padron. This was a fantastic, fantastic episode, one that I enjoyed so much, probably one of my favorite ones so far. Dr. Padron shared with us so much wisdom and knowledge and great stories in between. He shared with us how he made it to the United States with very little yet he became who he is today. Truly an inspiring story and a testament to the fact that if you put your mind to it, anything, anything is possible, no matter the obstacle before you. But before we get started with the actual episode, I do want to share a little bit about Dr. Padron. He is the President Emeritus of Miami-Dade College, having served as its president for almost 25 very long years. He is credited with elevating Miami-Dade College, the largest degree-granting institution in America, into a position of national prominence among the best and most recognized U.S. colleges and universities. Dr. Padron earned his Ph.D. from the University of Florida. In 2016, President Barack Obama awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor in the United States for being a prominent national voice for access and inclusion in higher education. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So let's get started with the podcast. Let's get it. Dr. Padron, thank you for joining us today. It really means a lot to us. And I'm sure that our listeners are going to get a lot out of our conversation. Um, You have had many accolades and and awards and successes throughout your long career. Uh, Even after being president of Miami-Dade College, you have still achieved so much. And one of your, your largest achievements that I read in your bio and I, that I saw on your LinkedIn is that you got awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama. And we wanted to ask you, how was it like receiving that award? What, what, were you, what, what feelings were going through your mind when you got that award by Barack Obama? Well, needless to say, it was very moving and a very humbling experience for me. Uh, a lot of emotions because uh, when I was at the White House getting uh, what is the most important uh, civil uh, award in the United States. Uh, I uh, thought of my beginnings, uh, someone who came here, uh, you know, as a teenage refugee with nothing uh, to be at the most important place in the world with the president of the most important nation in the world getting this recognition. It was very special. And I felt uh, good, not only for myself, but for the people that I represent. People like you and Gabriel, uh, people who understand the importance of education and who work very hard every day uh, to make their families and their new country very, very happy. So uh, what can I tell you? It it was fantastic. It was not the first time that I had met uh, Barack Obama, President Obama, because I had met him many years back when he was a senator. And then when uh, he became a president, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, bring him to the college a couple of times, including being a speaker at graduation. And uh, he also appointed me to a couple of important positions uh, at the White House, uh, was chairman of the uh, White House Commission on Educational Excellence and the other one chairman of the commission that selects the uh, White, House, uh, White House fellows which I hope one day you guys will, will apply for. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And it's, it's under my impression that when you received that Medal of Freedom, you were in the presence of greatness. You were in the presence of Michael Jordan, you know, Tom Hanks, Bill Gates, just to name a few. I can't even begin to comprehend the amount of humility that it might, you know, you know, that overwhelming sensation that you might have felt that day. But I'm curious, did you ever after that day, did you ever carry out any more relationships with those people um, throughout your career? Well, I knew some of them from before. I knew, I know Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. We have become friends. Uh, actually, I invited them to come to the college and oh, they wow. enjoyed the college very much. They gave us a sizable grant, uh, $10 million, uh, to support the programs at the college. And we continue the relationship. But I also knew some of the others. And uh, I, I met some of my favorites uh, that I had never met. Like, uh, mm. well, I will not mention names because you, know, <laughs> you get in trouble every time you, you do that. But it was really humbling because uh, all of these people who are household names in America, actually throughout the world, who has had such an impact, like Michael Jordan, for example, uh, you know, Tom Hanks and so many others. Uh, it was uh, humbling to say the least and, and something uh, very memorable that I will never forget. What do you, Dr. Padroni, if you can pinpoint maybe one, one thing that you did that got you to that moment, what is it? Because I know I read your story and I've heard your, your interviews in the past. You came to, to the United States with very little you came here not knowing what, what you were going to make of this opportunity. And then here you are at the White House uh, with all these other great people and with the president of the United States. What would you say took you to that moment? What, what, what made it happen? Well, actually, I think it's all of that. It is basically the fact that I dedicated my entire professional life to uh, advance opportunities for others. I think is the work that I did at Miami-Dade, turning Miami-Dade into a national powerhouse, admired throughout the world for the fact that we have proven that excellence uh, and uh, access and academic excellence go hand in hand. An institution that is elitist, an institution that believes, uh, you know, in the uh, talent uh, of, of everyone. We believe that talent is universal. Uh, and that opportunity is not, and we prepare to open the door of opportunity uh, very, very wide. I think that uh, and my advocacy nationally for opportunity, especially for people uh, who are the most vulnerable, the people who, in fact, uh, need the education the most, for members of minorities, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's what the president was uh, recognizing and I feel very proud of that because uh, nothing gave me more more uh, pleasure than the institution that I helped uh, build, uh, Miami Day College, uh, being recognized uh, through through me and uh, that was uh, uh, something that I will I, it will always be with me. It's part of your legacy, right? It's it's part of who you are now. And especially since, you know, like Anthony mentioned, you came here from Cuba as a refugee at 15 years old with your little brother, not knowing, you know, what your next day would look like. And I feel like, especially here being from Miami, you know, there may be so many other people, maybe 15, 16 year olds now that might 
look like that, right? That they might have been separated from their parents, that they might be part of a minority group. Mm -hmm. What advice do you give to those people to maybe one day, you know, be sitting where you're sitting, to be in that position, to just position themselves for that opportunity of excellence and, and that education that you promote so much? What advice do you give to, to young people like that? Well, the advice that I can uh, give them is, is very simple. I think that anyone who wants to achieve something of significance, uh, something that really makes a difference, have to persevere. You cannot give up. There are many times when I almost gave up because it was very hard. I would only sleep in two or three hours a day because I have to get up at uh, 3.30 in the morning uh, to get a bus, to try to get to, uh, to different jobs. I have three, four, sometimes five times, uh, five, five, five jobs. On weekends, I would have to go to Homestead, spend Saturday and Sunday picking up strawberries, tomatoes, and everything else. And uh, it was tough. Uh, there were uh, days when I didn't think I could go forward with such a schedule. But uh, something very important happened. I, my, the words of my commitment, my promise to my mother when we separated, that I would study, I would go to college, and I would uh, make every possible effort to do that. That resonated with me, and that's what did it. But, you know, through perseverance, hard work, and resiliency, you can almost do anything uh, that you want, especially in this country. Mm. And uh, I believe that that's the best uh, advice that I can give people. Never give up. Mm. And if you fall, get up again and keep going. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you say so often, Dr. Padron, this is really the, the land of opportunity. Right. I, I feel like if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to make it. And I think it's so important also to realize, especially the, the young people that are listening to this right now, that you can't make it to the top on your own. Right. A lot of us think that we want to do it by ourselves the way we want to do it. And that's it. Um, but I don't think that's true. And I, I wanted to ask you, who have been those mentors in your life? Uh, maybe one or two that you can think of right now that have that you give credit to for being in the position that you are. Well, first of all, let me, you may reference to, to other people. And I, I will tell you this. I think if you ask my relative success in life, I owe it to a lot of other people who along the way supported me and helped me. And you win with people. And I've always believed that it was important for me to surround myself with people that were smarter than me because that's how you grow. That's how you accomplish things. And I was very fortunate throughout my career to be able to have people who shared my vision, who were passionate about what we were trying to do, who made a big, big difference in my ability to succeed and accomplish my goals. So that was important. But I, I would mention to you that, you know, it may sound cliche, but the fact of the, the matter is that my parents play a very important role because from very little, my parents uh, inspired me, motivated me and told me that I could accomplish anything that I set my mind to it. And uh, as I said, the, the, the greatest sacrifice that my parents made was to let us go, me and my brother, not knowing where they would ever see us again. But they felt it was important to save us from a system that did not believe in the basic things that we believe in and they knew that this was a land of opportunity and that we would 
by working hard and persevering and everything else that I said before would be able to make it. And uh, both my brother and I were able to follow that advice and, and that did it. So they play a very important role. I have also been inspired uh, by the leaders of this country, presidents of this nation, uh, and what they have in common, regardless of their political affiliation. It's a deep love for America, a deep love for the United States. And that always inspired me because I, I, I have a great depth of gratitude to the United States and a, a deep love for this country. And uh, I was fortunate, uh, uh, very privileged to have met nine American presidents. And uh, some wow. of them I have befriended uh, and that friendship has lasted uh, to today, wow. both Republicans and Democrats. And by just uh, you know, relating with them and seeing them work and seeing them uh, present their ideas, et cetera, I have a great deal of respect for, for all of them because they taught me many lessons that I have tried to follow, I have tried to emulate. And that, that has been a very important factor uh, uh, for me. Um, and uh, every day of uh, my life, I, I thank God for having had the opportunity to be able to see uh, such important leaders of the world in action and learning from them. Uh, and that, that was uh, an incredible experience. Wow, that, that is incredible. And I'm sure your, your parents must be so proud of everything that you have accomplished. Uh, I wanted to ask, when, when, you, when your parents, I think if I got this correctly, your parents told you that the next day you were going to leave to Cuba, uh, to the United States. So they didn't give you yeah. much time to prepare. So yeah. on that journey, and, I, and you, you came with your little brother, once you got mm -hmm. here to the United States, what, what did you do? How, how did you get your, your way around things? Uh, what did I do? Cry. Mm. <laughs> I cried a lot uh, because, uh, you know, what happened was my parents were afraid that if they had told us that we were coming to the United States in advance, that being kids, that we would tell other friends and then we would put our, uh, you know, in jeopardy our ability to leave the country because it wasn't easy right. to leave the, the Cuba. Right, so right. we were told the night before. And wow. at five o'clock in the morning, we headed to the airport. So there was no chance to say goodbye to my friends, uh, to, to family. Uh, and, and I felt scared because I was coming to a country. I didn't know the language. I didn't understand the culture. Didn't have any money in my pockets. All I brought was my shirt and my pants with me. And uh, so it was very scary, very scary. But at the same time, I, I knew that uh, I just had to do something to make sure that we survived and that we would be able to uh, get through it. And uh, we did. Uh, you know, we are very proud of that. It, it was very tough times, very difficult times. But at the same time, uh, that helped me build uh, the grit. Uh, it maybe helped me build the character. Uh, of the person that I am today. Absolutely. And I, I, I heard something that you said in another interview, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, and I quote, talent is universal, but opportunity is not, right? And what, mm -hmm. what your parents did for you is they gave you an opportunity. They, they put you on a path. They set you and your brother on a path where you can find opportunity 
in a country where this is the land of opportunity, right? I, I, my question to you is, you know, if you have anything else to add to that quote or, you know, what was maybe a, a moment in your life early on when you came to, to the U.S. that you were given that opportunity? Did you have to find it? Did you meet people? What, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand and comprehend that journey, especially in the beginning of how you were able to become who you are today. Well, uh, you have to be determined. For example, I knew that I had to go to school. I came on July uh, 21st, 1961. So it was summer and classes in high school were beginning, at, you know, that, that's August. So I tried to find out what was the school that was closest to my house and to go there and try to find out how to register for me. And then my brother would have to go to another school because he was three years younger. And uh, then try to find out how I'm going to get to the school because it, it wasn't near my house and I didn't have a car or even a bicycle. And along the way, a few weeks later, uh, someone was so nice that gave me an old bicycle that she had saved in her house. So, you know, you begin to develop those kind of relationships. And I started working and at work, you talk to people, you find out they had more experience. They had, uh, they were Native Americans and they would guide me, etc. You know, it's through the cycle of life that you get to do all these things. And uh, when you have a goal in mind and you know that you have to accomplish it, there are many challenges that you're going to find in the way. But your job is to, you know, to overcome those challenges Hmm. and to be able to enter triumphant, uh, you know, through the efforts that that you make. And uh, the rest is history. Mm. The rest is history. The rest is history. I I love your, your grit and how you were able to accomplish so much with so little. And that's why you're such a perfect guest for our podcast, where we talk about that mindset, what mentality you need to have in order to achieve whatever you need to achieve, no matter what's in the way. And I heard an interview on community newspapers that you had recently. And I love when you were talking about that when you came to the United States, you applied to a lot of different colleges, Miami-Dade College, I think, you know, Ivy League schools well. And then they, the Ivy League schools, they didn't, they rejected you. They didn't want you. So you ended up going to Miami-Dade College. And then once, of course, you make a name for yourself and you're doing great things in the community and you get national recognition, those Ivy League schools come back and they try to give you honorary degrees, invite you to their campuses. And I think if I'm not mistaken, you said, nope, no, thank you. You missed talent when you saw it. And, and for that reason, I thank you. I'm humbled by it, but I won't take it. Is that right? Well, no, let me correct that. Okay. It is true. Uh, you know, I was in high school. And I knew that I had to go to college because I had promised my mother that I would go to college, right? So I tried to get help with the counselors and all that. And I went to see uh, my counselor, who I had not even met yet. And I told the counselor that I needed help in applying to colleges. Instead, she gave me a little piece of paper with the name of a place that I should go to. And then I found out it was a place called Lindsay Hopkins, which still exists. Uh, near the medical campus, which is a trade school. And I knew uh, that nothing wrong with the trade, but I knew that's not what my mother meant. She wanted me to become a professional. And uh, so again, talking to some co- uh, colleagues and this and that, uh, other classmates, uh, I filled out applications to about 10 different schools, but I was very ambitious. So I applied to Princeton, Brown, UPenn, Harvard, etc. I spent all my savings applying to these schools. And wow. guess what? 
they all rejected me. Some of them did not even bother to, uh, to respond. So uh, someone told me that there was a school at the north end of the county that had recently opened that was, it was called Bay County Junior College. That was Miami Day today at the North Campus. So it took me three buses to get over there from where I was living. But I got there and I have to tell you, that's why I'm so passionate about Miami Day. Miami Day saved my life. They opened doors for me and it, it changed everything for me, every perspective. I was able to do so well there, I had professors that really cared not just about teaching, but me as an individual. It was an incredible experience. But to your point, what happened was then later after I had finished my PhD and I was being successful and recognized, many of the schools would invite me to receive an honorary doctorate at graduation. I never rejected the doctorates because I am a grateful person and I don't think that would have been very nice. But I took the opportunity when I was at graduation, they allow you to speak for one or two minutes. At Princeton, for example, I would stand before that big audience and say, here stands before you a Princeton reject. <laughs> and I told the story of how, the story of how sometimes yeah. we make mistakes not to recognize talent Mm -hmm. uh, and give them the ability. And, and, you know, I have this thing about Ivy Leagues. I have great respect for those institutions. But the problem is through the selective process in which they engage. There are a lot of people that do not have the money to pay. They, for different reasons, they cannot get the highest scores on the ACT or SAT. And that doesn't mean they don't have talent. They have all the qualities that they fail to recognize. And those qualities are more successful and more important uh, than anything else. You know, having grit, mm -hmm. having uh, determination, and all of those things that I mentioned before are more important to success than anything else. I guarantee you that. And I'm a good example of that, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now, now I have the story straight. Now I have it straight. Thank you. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I think that's... That's that's definitely something that is is recognizable in a way, like you mentioned, when you were at the, on the stage at Princeton saying, look, I was a Princeton reject. Right. Mm -hmm. And and may, maybe you heard some some laughter in the crowd. But as you know, as as funny as that may, that may be, that's that's not something, you know, you may joke about, because, again, like I mentioned previously, there may be individuals that are 15, 16, 17, that may be applying to, applying to colleges that don't have those, those SAT scores, that they don't speak the language as well, or they don't have the financial status to be able to afford the school. But again, you stand on that stage as a leader, as you are today, and you show them, look, I'm an example of what you can be, right? Everywhere that I've came from, everyone, everyone that I've, I've come across, everything that I've you know accomplished, all the obstacles that I've, I've, I've jumped through mm -hmm. and I'm still standing here today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's to me, that's a huge lesson, you know, and, and Anthony and I are huge advocates of learning lessons from other people. And, you know, we're big on you know, failing forward, making our own mistakes. But when someone that we know or that we look up to make a mistake or, you know, teaches us a lesson, we don't want to think twice about taking that and, and applying that to our life. Right. And I guess I want to ask you is, you know, what is an important lesson that you learned, um, you know, early on? It could have been, you know, when you came here from Cuba or even recently, mm -hmm. um, 
know, after your after your career is, is, has kind of, you know, made a name for itself. But what is what is something that you've learned as a leader, you know, in this career that you've been able to make for yourself? Well, perhaps the one thing that I have learned now later years uh, is the importance of balancing life and career. Uh, I uh, was an obsessive compulsive hard worker. I would work 14 hour days and I would have no weekends. I was always work, work, work. Uh, at, at the expense of not sometimes being at my son's football games, uh, you know, uh, giving, you know, a lot of, a lot of opportunities uh, for family, etc. And uh, I realized that I could have done better than that. Fortunately, I have an incredible family, uh, son and grandchildren that are incredible and we love each other tremendously. But I now regret that in certain occasions that were important, I was on a trip, an important trip, uh, job related, and I wasn't there for this or the other thing. And uh, that is an advice that I would give anyone. Learning how to balance life and work is important because as important as work is, uh, your family and life uh, are equally important or even more important. And, and you need to be able to balance that. Mm. Yeah, you know, that, that reminds me, Dr. Padrona, of something my, my dad always tells me, and that's whatever you're doing, do it to the best of your ability, but that's the time to do it. So when you're doing homework, focus on homework. When you're with your family, just focus on being with your family 100%, mm -hmm. right? Never to really do two things at once, like focus 100% right. on what you're doing. And as we know, life is all about balance. You can't have too much of one thing or too little of another thing because then everything falls yeah. apart. And you're, you're a great example of when life is balanced, those are the results that you get. Um, but I'm just, I'm curious to know, Dr. Padron, with all of your successes, and I feel like you talk about it often, as you should, looking back at your life, would you do anything differently? Is there anything that you think back and say, wow, I wish I could have done that differently? Do you have any regrets? I don't really have many regrets. Uh, um, uh, you know, there, there are things that I feel that I could have done better or things that I could have taken more time to accomplish, etc. But not uh, things that to the extent that they would have uh, made a big, big difference in what I mean. Uh, what I just finished saying, I think it's important because I, I know so many people whose life uh, are endangered by the fact that they do not give, do not bring enough balance into their lives. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it uh, enough with my friends and so forth. And that's why I keep emphasizing that because nothing more important than family and you need to balance, mm. you need to balance your life and uh, you can still accomplish great things without sacrificing the time that you owe your family. Especially this society is very complicated. Uh, and I think your children need you uh, as much as possible to be able to guide them and make sure that they give you advice all the time so you don't get into trouble. That's, that's, I think that's huge for people to, to understand, especially young people, right? Anthony and I, we have a lot of friends, even ourselves, we might get caught in this, 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 you know, 
the season of our life where all we do is work, all we're doing is focusing on on a business or a podcast or whatever it is that we're doing in that season, but that's all we're thinking about, right? And I feel like young people have this, you know, work hard, um, you know, don't take a vacation, no days off mentality where at the end of the day, burnout is a real thing. You know, burnout is something that exists in the 21st century and is very alive and well. And if we don't take care of our, of our physical health, of our mental health, um, which all of this plays a part in, then many of us will suffer the consequences. And I feel like it's such a huge, you know, lesson to be learned, especially again, coming from someone that has lived this and has, you know, had that in their life growing up and just, you know, taking advantage of the fact that we are young and applying that to our, our lives when we are young. But as we, as we, you know, start to wrap up here, Dr. Padron, what is the mindset that you think our audience, uh, you know, should have leaving this episode after they listen to this, what is, what do you think they should start applying to their life? Well, a couple of things. Number one, that, uh, whatever you set your mind to it, you can achieve, but it takes, it takes certain, you know, conditions. It's like certain qualities that you need to put into, into effect. And, uh, I think everything is achievable as long as you keep trying, you don't give up. And, uh, you know, those things, uh, you know, throughout life, throughout the world, they work, you know? You cannot achieve things without hard work. You cannot achieve things unless you persevere, uh, unless you are resilient. And, you know, those things are important. And, And the other one would be that always, do that things that you are passionate about. I know many young people who go into mm-hmm. careers uh, just because of the idea that they're going to make a lot of money. Money does not necessarily make you happy. Money is a means to something, but it's mm-hmm. not the end. And too many young people today are fascinated mm-hmm. with the idea of becoming very rich and having a lot of money and have all these things, a Rolex in their here and a big boat and this and that. All those are very nice things. But yes. let me tell you, um, that that was one of the things that helped me the most, understanding that from the very beginning. Because, because I didn't have a penny, I decided that I was going to study economics because it would help me get into a corporation, again, get be, make a lot of money, right? And then when I was finishing my PhD, and I will, you know, we don't have much time, but while finishing my PhD, I realized that I had a, a passion that was very strong uh, with me and that that will help me, uh, you know, have the satisfaction that I needed to be able to consider myself successful, and that is public service. And that was helping others achieve their goals and, and you know, giving others who went through the same conditions that I went through, the opportunity to succeed, the opportunity to become uh, good citizens and so forth and so on. That, that is important because sometimes people lose uh, perspective, lose track of what's really gonna make them happy. I know I have friends who are multi-millionaires, actually billionaires who are not happy with themselves. <laughs> Uh, because yeah. they feel like they're lacking something more important. You don't want to ever get into that kind of a situation. Mm. Uh, 
And uh, I think that's what I can uh, leave you with today because uh, uh, there is a lot of confusion out there as to what is happiness. And happiness is a state of mind. And it's a mindset also. And, and that, uh, I think it's important. Uh, you have to do whatever you are passionate about. Uh, I, I feel bad when parents uh, tell a student who wants to study art or want to study theater. They don't want them to go into that because they said, they tell them, you're not going to make any money doing that. Mm, well, right. <laughs> if that's what makes right. them happy, they're going to find a way. And mm. that's going to be very, very important that they do that thing that, that will make them happy. And, and I'm glad that we had you on to set the record straight. So everybody listening, you heard it here first, that if you just follow your passion, that's, that's really all you have. That's really all life is about, right? I, I, I think, Dr. Padron, to, to your point is we're not here for a very long time. So while we're here, we might as well do, do what we love right. doing each and every day. And when, when you get to that point, like I'm sure you have a long time ago, when you get to the point where work doesn't feel like work anymore and you just love going into the office every day or whatever you're doing, that's when you've made it. You know, Gabe and I, we say often that you realize when you've made it in life, when your alarm clock mm -hmm. doesn't wake you up anymore, when you just wake up every morning because you're excited to get going on, on with your day. And just before we wrap up here, I do want to let everybody listening that uh, I asked Dr. Padron before we recorded, which is his favorite campus. And he said all of them. So there you go. I, I put it out there. I know everybody wanted to hear that question. Well, let, me, let me say before we finish that both of you make me so very proud. You are MDC. You are the typical uh, student, the typical individual, the young person that we enjoy having at Miami Day College to nurture you and to give you every opportunity to be whatever you want to be. Uh, you know, you're, mm. what you're doing today and what you do every day is very, very important. You are building community. You are building future for not just yourself, but for other people. The fact that you're in a student government and, and serving others, trust me, that to me was the experience that helped me the most at the college. I learned how to be a leader by working with the student government and other organizations that I founded. And that was key uh, to developing the, uh, the self-confidence, developing uh, the ability to speak on, on a microphone and, you know, all those things that people are afraid mm -hmm. of, uh, I learned there. And uh, yeah. so thank you so much for being with you and keep up the good work. Again, you, you make me extremely proud. Thank you, Dr. Padron. We appreciate it, especially coming from someone like you. Uh, we couldn't be more proud to be an uh, MDC alum. Thank you. That's right. And Dr. Padron, my dad graduated in 2000 from Miami Dade College. So he, he shook your oh, hand when he wonder. graduated from the Kendall wonder. campus. That's great. Yes. Yes. So you're, you're, you're definitely uh, someone that my family looks up to in a lot of communities and, and households here in Miami look up to you, Dr. Padron, and, and the great work you're doing. So thank you again for thank joining you. our podcast. Take, take good care. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Mindset Podcast. I really hope you guys leave inspired and motivated today after listening to this conversation with Dr. Padron. He has such an incredible story, which I feel can relate to so many of us, especially being here from the Miami area. 
coming to this country with little to nothing in his pocket, still be able to make a name for himself and reach the absolute pinnacle of success. Being able to sit in the same room as Michael Jordan and Bill Gates is no easy feat. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and review. It means so much. With that being said, have an amazing week. Mindset out.